Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Hi, Dan. And joining me this week in the studio is Heather Strait. What is up? Inflation levels, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Zinger as always, Dan. Oh, gotta keep up with the times. And Mr. Jeff Williams. Hey, that's me. Hey, Jeff. Sure is. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details. No obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. It's the end of the month, and that means it's time to catch up with May's travel news. Let's dive in with a story that sent us all to the couch last week. Disney announced just a few short days ago as we record this that the star wars galactic star cruiser will make its final voyage at the end of the september <laughs> they cited too soon daniel i know i'm crying inside too they cite high operating costs and a failure to meet expectations for performance you know what else it is nice excuse to write down 300 million dollars in a year <laughs> when you need it that's right I'm very sad. It was one of my favorite things that I've ever done, especially when I went with my family. They watching their reactions to it. They had such a great time. I just I struggle to call it a failure, at least as far as the experience goes. It certainly was not. It met the expectations of those of us who are Star Wars fans. It did exactly what we wanted it to do. And I know there are a lot of us who enjoyed it that would have happily had repeat journeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shortly after, a day or two after the announcement, Josh DeMauro was talking to some people. and He made the point that it wasn't a failure as far as the experience. And in fact, it's consistently in all guest surveys with went on it consistently exceeding expectations mm-hmm. on the experience. 100%. It was just simply, he said, a failure to perform, which is, honestly, it's on the booking side, or not booking, I'm sorry, it's on the marketing side. Of it is, yes. They, f- they failed to show us what it was. They didn't clamp down on every news outlet calling it just the Star Wars hotel. Yeah. That was a problem. They probably could have gotten guys, said, hey guys, how about you knock off putting the price in every single headline about it? Yeah, it's a very difficult experience to describe, even after I did it twice. And when I described it to friends and family that weren't with me, it's very hard 
to describe it. The best way that we on this show even could come up with was like mystery dinner theater, choose your own adventure. Like it's really hard to mm-hmm. put a finger on a succinct way to describe what it is you're doing there. And it, <clears throat> that I could see from a marketing standpoint how to put that in a 30 second stinger. Mm-hmm. Right. Bad. It's hard to do. As much as we often hate influencers, I think that from a marketing standpoint, the way to have gotten this on off the ground on the right footing is before you even have any pricing, you know, starting at whatever, before any of that was released, they needed to have people experience it and talking about it so that the very first headlines are what an incredible experience it was before you put the pricing out there because no one could get over that intro pricing and then you had all of the let's face it all of the haters who wanted it yes who wanted it to be a failure that is what they they yeah i've never seen anyone root for a product to be a failure like that it's crazy and i that a lot of that probably came from clickbait wanting the clicks and it was a great you know great headlines to put out there to get some traffic on your crappy blog and it, and it did come at the perfect time when the whole go woke go broke thing with disney people hating on disney mm-hmm. and almost rooting yep. for its failure at every level was happening too and on top of that star wars has a notoriously toxic the worst yeah, yeah that's fair there's so much gatekeeping. There's so much just, it's just really rough to, to be yeah. a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And it, talking about the price, let's just put it out there. It was expensive. And that is mm-hmm. true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that. But we also so are a lot to, of things. So are so many things. <laughs> not everything is for everyone. Jeff shared a great post on social media that someone put out comparing it to the Super Bowl. And the fact that while the NFL fandom is for everyone, the Super Bowl, that game, isn't for everyone. Your average Sunday night game is also expensive, but more accessible to more of the fan base. But the Super Bowl is not. It's something that's what, I mean, I don't even know. It's a four-hour game. It's one day. And like the, the actual face value on tickets was anywhere from twelve hundred right? to like eight thousand yeah. dollars, and that's face value. Right. That's a one day event that mm-hmm. you know it's essentially a four hour game, and that's not for everyone. Not right. everyone can go to the Super Bowl, and and I don't see <laughs> constant articles about what an outrage it is that the average the cash NFL grab fan and whatever can't go to the Super Bowl. It's a once in a lifetime experience and it's meant to be. You don't, not everybody talks about how they go to the Super Bowl all the time. Mm. Time you went to the Super Bowl (laughs) with your dad was an amazing experience. And I hope in the future my son talks about the time that he and I went to the amazing Star Wars hotel. It's a privileged thing and we understand that it is. Yeah. And to be fair, it's two full days, all of your food is included. You're getting a lot more out value, in my opinion, than you are from one game. And it's but a 24-7 I, yeah. on-deck experience with actors role-playing. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was a really good analogy, that it's okay that it was expensive for missing the point. Um, I think 
And people were like, they should have just turned it into a regular hotel with theming. And those are people that obviously That's... never saw this thing. It was backstage. Yeah. It's ugly, honestly. It's mm-hmm. it's in a backstage access area. It's not pretty. It was built to be like you're kind of just shuttled in there. The inside of it was amazing, but the outside of it was never themed to be like a pretty deluxe hotel. It's a hidden backstage experience. You're almost sheltered from it till you see the inside of it. That's yeah. how it was always meant to be. It's very small. It's a boutique hotel. It only has 100 rooms, I think they said. Mm-hmm. It's 100 rooms. There's one dining room. Yep. I mean, look, it's not a hotel. Right. Yeah. How, yes, could it's they a, have it's a spaceship that? experience. Could they build just a hotel that started? And they still themed? might. I yeah. honestly think they will. They, and would I think it be they learned some things from this. Yeah, probably. But that wasn't what this was intended to be. It wasn't supposed to just be the Star Wars hotel. I think this whole thing was a bit of a research and development experience for something we may see later down the road. It could be a dinner theater that's still a, that may wind up being not this exact thing, but the technology use was could be a dinner theater that winds up being something they build onto Galaxy's Edge or something in the future, or a themed hotel they wind up building a more public version of down the road because there's plenty of expansion room at Disney World. We shall see. That is that's one proposal that I saw from a couple of people that I wanted to bring up because they did say they're going to learn from this experience. They're going to they're going to you know use it what they've learned in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw some suggestions that, you know, build out Galaxy's Edge because you need some more space in there. Yeah. The front of the Star Cruiser. Build a facade so it looks like the Star Cruiser's dock there. Mm-hmm. And then you can make that a really fancy meet and greet or you can make it an upgrade to a ticket. You pay a day rate to go in and experience mm-hmm. Star Cruiser. Obviously, the light version is not going to be the full storyline and all of that, but yeah. like they could utilize that to expand galaxies and make extra money. With you know, it. so. just the talent of the actors was incredible. It really was full immersion into star Wars. And I saw people that were clearly not fans, you know, grandmas and grandpas who were coming along for the experience, who did not care about star Wars, who fully got into this. I mean, several times I had in the small interactions, someone would say to me, you know, like, I've never even seen the movie, but I am having so much fun. And that's what's getting me is that it was so unique and so wonderful. And I am sad that we're losing that because it was an extraordinary experience. I'm glad that I got to do it. Frankly, if I had the opportunity to go back before it closes on September 30th, I would do it in a second. because. I think they're going to sell out yeah. all these. I really do. Where we are this getting is... a lot of interest in now filling up the remaining sailings. The final sailing is already full. Yeah. So there's nothing but the left. Yep. And I, <laughs> I they'll go so we're not closing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that I got to experience it. I was able to go twice, and it was a completely different experience each time. I yeah. think even with the same storyline, I could go back a third time and make it a different experience. That which was what was so incredible about it. And I really do hope that what they've learned, something great comes out of it. Be cool if they just opened it in a year and it was Marvel something. Same kind of thing. Just use that space for Uh, experimental something every couple of years. I mean, there was reports that 
the Imagineers were in there just a couple of weeks before the announced mm-hmm. closing, working out new additions, working out how to fix some special effects. Like yep. they were actively working on it up to the moment they announced. And in fact, the cast found out the same way that we did. That's yeah. awful. Sadly. Yes. Yeah. That's classic Disney too. Yeah. Yeah. That really Sadly. Sucks. And is some of this affected by uh, the fact that it was developed and launched in the JPEG area era? Like, were they being cheap with the talent, which was his hallmark? Like, some of that I I wonder about. Some of the things that wound up in there were things they had talked about being in Galaxy's Mm End with the live actors and all that. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll put their restaurant experience. They need a sit-down restaurant in Star Wars Town, so maybe they'll have Gaia performing at a reservation restaurant in... Because that show's cool. Mm, Yeah. It is. Yeah, she deserves a chance to perform, considering they just put out her album. Yes. (laughs) I also wish they would have given promos a little more time to work. I mean, we didn't have any real... They gave it two weeks, Heather. Right. (laughs) And it was very limited. It was what, DVC... Annual pass holder and Disney Visa. There was never a broad, just anyone. I discount. think they were at the point. I think honestly, it was the shareholders were pissed off over yeah. all the Disney Plus stuff, and they needed somewhere where they could find extra mm-hmm. money. Yeah, so that's fair. This is the easy. Thing. It's a shame, but like you said, I'm really happy that I can say that I got. To- mm-hmm. That's it. It's, yep. It's the best thing I've ever done. Sleep. Yeah. It's the most fun I've ever had with my kids in a yep. park. Just hands down. Weirdly, being a travel agency owner, that's the only boy trip I ever did with just Wyatt. Ugh, I'm so glad that you did. And we, those pictures will live forever because you guys are oh, badass. <laughs> that's true. And yep. he liked that he got to be a promo model for Key to the World for a yes. little bit. <laughs> well, those You're famous, models. kid. For one month. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They closed it. That was my least favorite news this month, but there were other things that were better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Some exciting stuff. The Disney dining plan is returning to Walt Disney World. Finally. Mostly intact, too. I'm surprised they didn't strip this thing down. They did a little bit. They cut the snacks. Just a little. Which... I mean, oh, well. if you if you like me have been in there at the end of the trip trying to <laughs> yes. fill up your cart with right. Goofy's candy kitchen treats, you know yes, that was too many snacks. snacks. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. They also removed the highest level of the deluxe. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, can we have a moment of plan. silence for that perfect combo Disney dining plan that it was out for what? Couple of weeks, like a month a or month, something oh, yeah, yeah. before the pandemic, the Disney Dining Plus, where you could use your credits for either table service, quick or quick service, uh-huh. however mix and match that you wanted. That one was great. yeah, that was the sweet spot. You could just yeah. either also, or. Also, let's be honest: if they want to find a way to make some extra money, maybe giving people the option to get the quick service level of food yes. for the same price yes. as what they would pay for it, table it service genius. would it be a good genius. way. <laughs> yeah, on. I'm really shocked that's not the yeah. one they came back with. If they could charge you $18 mm-hmm. yeah. a meal for a $9 meal, I don't know why they're not doing that, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't know just yet what the pricing is going to be 
We'll know that when 2024 opens up May, May 30, 30, 30, next week? 31st or next week. Now, as, uh, when uh, we air, right? Yes. Yeah. However, it is my understanding that it's going to be about what it was before they took it away. The, the children's <laughs> version is not going to change much, and the adult version may be a little bit, you know, a few dollars more, but not much. Yeah, we were so, told it would only go up no more than 95%, so that's good. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> so let's go over some facts and figures real quick. So we've got the two tiers, the quick service dining plan. Everybody on the reservation, age three and plus, receives per night of your stay. You get two quick service meals, including beverages. And when they're available, guests 21 and up may choose beer, wine, and cocktails. Yes, they're keeping that. And those yes. not 21 can get on a different kind of specialty beverage. That's right. Special milkshakes or whatever specialty beverages they have. It also includes one snack credit or extra non-alcoholic drink per night of your stay. And everybody gets one of the ever-shrinking resort refillable. Yes, but those are mugs. coming back. Yeah. Yay. I guess they have yeah. all they've been, they've still they've been always been back. Just they've have just to been pay for them. Downsized. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. They get a little skinnier. Don't That's we all want to get a little skinnier? Yeah, it's just more trips <laughs> down to the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which, which helps you get skinnier. Right? <laughs> right. That's right. Doing those stairs. Value resorts. So anyway, uh, then we've got the Disney dining plan. Again, everybody on the reservation age three and up receives per night one table service meal credit and one quick service meal credit, right? including beverages and including the alcoholic beverages where applicable. Then you also get the snack credit or extra drink and the resort. That's all we know. Like and said, there was no much yet. rejoicing. There really was. I mean, the people just want this so bad. And it's yes. not, people just really want to pre-budget their stuff. And I always loved this yes. as a traveler. Even if I wasn't saving buku money, it's some savings for sure. But just the fact that I didn't always feel like I was getting my wallet out. At the end of it, when you're like, whoa, look at what this would have cost me. That's what I loved. It was like, I've already paid for this. Yeah, don't have to Because you get that thing, and it's like your meal would have been $350 for the four of you. And you're like, I already paid for that. Love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is. And then Everybody on top of that, that, Dad also got a free beer with the meal. Yes. Or it felt free. <laughs> it's like, that's, that makes it feel. It's included. the closest you can get to that all-inclusive feeling. So yes. kudos, Disney, for making mom or dad or who's ever paid for this thing feel like not getting the wallet out and having yes. a beer instead is better. Hand me a beer and let me keep my wallet in my britches. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's always good. We also got a little bit more good news at the same time they announced that dining plan. Guess what? No more theme park reservations. For, guests. for most guests, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Most guests being package guests, all the ones that are... I mean, I don't mind the park reservations so much. I never really had trouble working. with it. But if it means I don't have to listen to people complaining about park reservations anymore, then... Yes. Yeah, mostly that. <laughs> it was just another pinch point. Just another thing to have to deal with. Yeah, there's a lot of homework on the planning of a Disney trip list, and so that takes one thing off. Of, I take some limits off. A annual pass holders will have to make reservations still. Although they're going to have certain days that they have dubbed good to go days where you can enter the parks reservation free. Yep. Of course, they had already removed the reservation requirement for after 2 p.m. during weekdays for yep. annual pass holders. 
So, you know, that's that doesn't impact you quite as much. That's as, pretty great because I would think a lot of annual pass holders are going when the kiddos are out, out of school, getting out of school, pick your kid up and go spend the afternoon in the park. So that's pretty great already. Yeah. Get out of work and just go for dinner and mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's not that, not as much of a terrible thing as some people might think. I said, it, it, it seems like they throw extra reservations and all kinds of stuff at the pass holders anyway. So it shouldn't be a problem getting in. And it's not like the park reservations are really selling out a couple of days. Occasionally. Yeah. And Funny not, how not when for all four they parks. notice le- fewer and fewer people are going into the parks, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we want it to be easier to get yes. in. We forgot. We made it a pain in the ass. We might want to make it easier. Maybe it's yeah. time to make it easier. Yeah, so yeah, they've definitely noticed that it's time to make things easier. There was that same talk that I mentioned before that Josh tomorrow was talking about the uh, Star Cruiser. He also said that uh, theme parks are going to look for more ways to simplify the mm-hmm. theme park planning experience yes. because people complain that it's just complicated. It's this not- is something that also came out along with the dining plan returning. That's right. A very sort of vague announcement that they are looking to make Genie Plus and the theme park planning easier. That's right. Which to us as seasoned Disney travel planners says you're going to be allowed to make advance. That's what we're all thinking. The old fast passes were. So what's the difference now except for you pay for them? No. Yes. Um, I'm thinking some (laughs) combination of what Fast Pass Plus was and what Disney Genie Lightning Lane is now. I don't know. Yeah. And frankly, Either with the with Genie Plus, either bundling that somehow into your package. It's again going back to the people are tired of having to get their wallet out every sing for every yes. single extra thing. Disney World has always been an expensive vacation. Let's mm-hmm. face that; it's never been cheap. No, but we've lost all of the things that were bundled into it that made you feel like you were getting a good value for all that money. If you're still paying the same amount of money or more, really, but all or. that stuff has been stripped away. Now I think we've I think they have finally hit the wall where they've driven down attendance. The, they found the, the found America's flinch point and yes. then just went right on past it. Way past. And the thing of it is last year it didn't drive down attendance, but that was wholly linked to the fact that we'd been trapped in our houses for two years and everybody wanted to travel and had money that they hadn't spent for two years on travel to spend. And Disney World was a domestic destination where you didn't have to wear masks, you didn't have to test, you didn't have to do a lot of things that people that were keeping people from getting back on a cruise ship or going to Europe. Disney World, Orlando theme parks was it. And people flocked there and threw money at them in a huge way. And it was, uh, we all saw that was not going to be the new normal. Except there were too many. It was a grand experiment. There were too many things happening at once. So every year, yeah. we've all gotten used to they're raising ticket prices, which always raise package prices. Makes sense. We're used to that. Package goes up and up. They started shrinking the package, too. No one likes their package to get smaller, no. unless you're in the pool. 
But so not only was the package getting higher and higher, but they started just taking things away. And as they Mm -hmm. took things away, so your package gets higher and higher, but then you're also having to pay additional once you got there. Mm -hmm. So the inclusions were less and less. And that starts to get ridiculous. At the beginning, I've always been a diehard Disney fan. And I was an apologist at first for some of the things that they were either taking away or starting to charge from for under cover of COVID protocol. Yeah. Like and that was parking. Sneaky. They started charging for parking and they have walked that one back. That's back mm-hmm. to being included. But when I really started to, I'm at the point where I can't be an apologist. about. This. We travel a lot. So we're used yeah. to seeing, you know, you go stay in a Chicago or New York hotel. They charge you sometimes $65 to park yep. in a, in an urban hotel somewhere. And you're like, Oh, okay. It's no big deal. They're charging $20, $25 park, but th- it's just nickel and dime. But I made a list of the things that you used to have included in your package price that are either now an extra charge or not included at all or watered down. Extra magic hours. I mean, uh, we're down to what? A half an half hour? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, which what are you going to get on one attraction in that amount it's of time? enough time to get. Back to Fantasyland yeah. and maybe yep. get in line for line trains. So that's yeah, you might be able yep. to get on into the queue for Peter Pan. Magic bands, they still exist. No longer included. You have to buy them. Now, sure, there are alternatives. You can use your phone. I find that's a lot more difficult and I don't feel like digging my phone out of wherever I have it stashed while I'm walking into the park. I don't like you using it for that. And it doesn't work very well oftentimes. Yes. And it takes longer to open your door because you've got to get out your phone, open the app, navigate to that spot, and hope that it works. So that's another thing. FastPass Plus was free, and part of your resort guest perks was that you got to book them a little bit earlier than everyone else. That's now gone, and Genie Plus costs money, and you don't know how much it's going to cost. Like because of that dynamic pricing, you're not sure until you're there how much extra money you're going to be paying. And it can be a lot of extra yeah, money. Yeah, it's not an insignificant amount. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, the flux pricing mm-hmm. on that is crazy. What's it's, it going to be today, yeah. Dad? I don't know. Especially when it's not guaranteed to give you the things you actually want. Disney's or anything Magical at all. Express, now <laughs> you have to make your own transportation outside of your package price, which. This one really kills me because I think if they had kept it and just added, like, add to the package if it was costing you too much money. Add a 10 bucks. You know, make it transparent and say that if you would like Disney's mm-hmm. Magical Express, it's going to be $10 per person or whatever number. But at least mm-hmm. ha- allowing that to be prepaid. Keep it the exact same it was, to, but add 10 yes. bucks. Yeah, because here's the weird thing on that. Sorry to sidetrack, but so it's the same people running. The system, right? Yeah. It does not work nearly as well as I know. it's run with poorly. Poorly now. When it had Disney's name on it. Yeah, but it's, I think because awful, they don't have the to report people. to Disney now, there it's yeah. not run well. It's but it's the same thing. But you have to pay for it. The service isn't as great. Well, now so they may throw off. you in a van or whatever. Taxi. So they're yep. trying to it's an also ran with Mears's not just buses, but buses, shuttle, mm-hmm. cab. They're yep. trying to throw you in with all of the different mini services that Mears runs, not yep. just their buses. 
And then resort airline check-in. No luggage handling. Yeah, no luggage handling on the front end and resort airline check-in is gone. So you can't check your bags and go spend the day in a park. Now you got to worry about, can you leave your bags at Bell Services? But it's similar to the Star Cruiser thing. Rather than let's charge $10 or $15, they just went, cut it. Yep, done. And some of this stuff, I understand why it went away during COVID. Someone looked at, oh, look at what we're not spending. Let's not bring it back. But what you've now done is stripped all of the extras out of the package, mm-hmm. but you're charging more money for it. And they as much as we your... will try to push and sell, I mean, that is our job. This is our living. We are going to try to market it. And we're going to, as travel advisors, we're going to pick up the slack in helping you do your your transportation and all of those things to try to make it as seamless as possible. But we still can't say, this is what you're getting. Frankly, I'll just put you at the JW Marriott. Yeah. Because there's no difference. It's a better hotel at a better price. It's just as close. Jeff shared with me this morning a commercial from, I don't know, what year was that commercial from? Really cute, jazzy. Not that long ago. Yeah, of these are all the things that you get for staying at a Disney I'll tell you, when that was from, Heather, they premiered that commercial at the first D20, Destination D23 that we went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that so is it was not that, that, long ago. that long ago. Maybe 2017, 2018? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm sitting there watching it and everything he lists, nope, gone. And it's really a stark realization that I can't defend them on this anymore. I can defend you about the parking, but it's your a, a package is now a hotel and a ticket. And what's that's not really a package to me. Now dining plans are coming back and I applaud that. That's a step in the right direction, but they've got a long way to go. I mean, but then you look at other things that were extras that also haven't come back. Mickey's backyard barbecue, a luau which will never be back. The water sports, those little tiny speedboats you could rent, and yeah. all of those other things. And all of the other that boats. People were willing to pay for that, even though they've paid for this expensive package. But you get there, you've already paid for all that, and now mm-hmm. you're willing to pay for this stuff. <clears throat> stuff you'd spend money on. You book a seven-day trip. Yeah. And it was stuff you'd spend money on your maybe five days of parks and two days of Doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Now they just want you to go shop at Ron John or whatever. Yeah. We could market a much longer vacation because of all of those extra things that are now gone. And people were willing to pay for them and pay for things like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and all of those money makers because you're not getting out your wallet to pay for every meal or a taxi or all of these other things. And it's just become so much more difficult to, to market it as. A, a great family vacation destination. It's so much easier to say you can go to way less this of a luxury destination resort in Cancun that's going to cost you less and includes a lot. I would have more. to think spa services are going to be suffering. All of the add-ons. no extra money. Yeah. Now this is because I'm no I'm no businessman. <laughs> I'm just a humble podcaster, but you know, for a long time when people made the suggestions that other companies might by the theme parks and other Disney theme parks around the world aren't owned by Disney. And it starts to make me wonder, would the theme parks be better off owned by somebody else and just licensing all of Disney stuff? 
because as it is right now, every time Disney Plus stumbles and doesn't and loses subscribers or a Marvel movie doesn't do great, money comes out from the theme parks to make up for that business loss there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, yeah. I don't know if Amer- greedy American companies shouldn't run the parks. The successful, amazing parks are run by, it seems like, governments. <laughs> Like right. Chinese government yeah. or whatever. They're not run by capitalist yeah. companies. Yeah. I think what we lost <laughs> was too much of a focus on the capitalism. And we, they stopped focusing on the entertainment and the, all of those aspects of it, letting people who be in charge, who really appreciated that that was the value of the parks. That's where the gold is. And I'm hoping, I hate, that a, that how what of a what a big dip we're seeing and people wanting to go to the theme parks because the, the honest you truth sell is to Apple. The, the honest truth is that people are spending money on travel. Mm-hmm. Travel is not down. It's theme parks that's down. We are up in every single other segment, but Walt Disney World, Disneyland, it's down, and they know that, and they're seeing it. And I'm hoping that this is where we get to claw back some of that value that we've lost. And we'll keep saying it, we'll keep shouting it until you know finally someone with a business sense, they're going to have to come up with something because the 25% off rooms is not doing it. We've got a new ticket offer that I think they're hoping is going to help. I don't think it's going to do it. No. You got to put the value the back. Yeah, you've got to put all of those value add things back. And if it's expensive, Find a way to roll it into the price. I mean, I think Tron they, sure as hell isn't yeah, going to do it. I think they do understand that Magical Express, getting rid of Magical Express was a mistake. And I, I genuinely think they know that. They brought back the dining plan, so clearly they know that was an issue. Now let's start getting some of the rest of this stuff back. It's getting Janitorial difficult. would do it. Yeah. It's the getting difficult terrible, for me likely. for them to keep saying, oh, it's, we can't hire anybody. We can't hire anybody. Well, quit laying people off. Yeah. Start with that. Right. Yeah, and maintenance, the, part, the rides are always broken down. and They want to talk about how they're going to expand and build beyond Thunder Mountain. Maybe fix the stuff that's on this side of Thunder Mountain first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, we were so excited about that $17 billion that they say they plan on spending. Spend 11 of it on this, this side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start hiring some folks. Or how about the billion that they're not spending on moving Imagineering to Florida? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It could go and a long some way to hire some fixing with, of some rides. Start with Genie Plus too. I'm sorry, but if we're getting rid of JPEG era crap, let's get rid of that. Make it just an electronic version of Fast Pass mm-hmm. Plus or what? I don't know what. So Fast Pass Plus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just something that if they want to make it work like Genie, however, just quit charging for it and make it dynamic or I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, there are other examples of that exist right now of where you have a version of something that's for everyone that is included, and then you have a, a premium level of it that people pay for. The way that the FastPass system works out at Disneyland Plus, uh, Disneyland Paris, not Disneyland Plus, is they have levels of that. And if you want the unlimited, all you can, all you can care to enjoy FastPass line, <laughs> you pay for that. But there has, there's got to be some better ground than no. Or, 
Pass Plus, but it's three bucks a pop yeah. or something. You don't pay 15 for access to maybe get some. There is a, a medium between free and very expensive and changing every day. That's the dynamic pricing just made it worse, in my opinion. It's at least in the beginning when it was a price that we knew what the price was going to be, people could be prepared for that. And in the beginning, we could add it to their package and they were not having to pay for it at six o'clock in the morning every morning of their vacation. That's relaxing and it's fun. It's just, it yeah. is a nightmare. Somebody's task yeah. is waking up early and trying to get yeah. it and then trying to jump on to see what at they a, can get. At a certain point, the guest needs to feel like the changes that are being made are in there mm-hmm. instead of always being made. And now we're screwed in this way. Yes. Right. And we have, we are at that point. It's time. Some big changes need to happen. And I hope. I think we're tipping back towards that. I look forward to the next year. And the announcements, the last several have all been, oh, goody. Other so than, than the um, Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been, there's things to look forward to. Yeah, there's and there's great lot stuff of- going on in the parks that I'm excited about, and there always will be. I just but need there, to be able to sell of- those experiences. Right. <laughs> so that you can go <laughs> So that I can continue to go <laughs> yeah. and experience them. Right. It's a win-win. So that I can continue to eat. <laughs> yes. Let's round up. We've got a couple of more positive things to talk about, Disney, before we head on to some other destinations. First up, the lineup for the Eat to the Beat concert series for Epcot's International Food yes. and Wine Festival has been announced, including there's some, I put in my outline, some exciting new artists for 2023. I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure if they're exciting or not, because I don't really know who any of these people are. <laughs> I, 98 I degrees. Yeah. yeah no, Joey no, but the new and friends. I am super excited for that one. Yeah, but. Because Jeff well, but and I have how, seen Joey Fatone and friends, and it is. With emphasis on friends, since he doesn't really do anything. Cover band is my jam. Yeah. How how about this? While we're down there for, for the, the first Mickey's not for the first Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. uh, Oh dang! I go home that day. I was excited that Kevin Bacon and his brother apparently have a band. The Bacon Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be there August thirteenth through fourteenth. When we're there, it's going to be Ruben Stuttered. So. Hey, Birmingham's own Ruben Stutter. There you go. The Velvet Teddy Bear. Jeff's homeboy. Uh, <laughs> other new acts include. Tiffany. Yes. I'm torn up about that. Other new acts include. <laughs> I would Ori say Hockey. I'm missing her. <laughs> right. For King Plus Country. Let's see. Other new acts Bacon Brothers, Aaron Jones, Philip Phillips. I've heard the name. Raul Acosta. Lydia, American and Idol, Philip Phillips. Yeah. Yep. He's good. We the Kings, that's the new acts. Some oh. returning favorites. I would love to see Ray Parker Jr. perform just so I can find out what just his one song that he has. What else other. does he perform other than? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he uh, does, I'm in love. I'm in love with the other woman. That's his one other song I know sure. of. I'll take your word for it. We got the Baja men who are going to let the dogs out again. again. Maybe we can finally year. figure out who let <laughs> who them out. Who did let them out? I really enjoy September 15th and 16th, and it just says Celebrity Latin Celebrity Talent. Latin <laughs> I was just looking at that. So they haven't figured out who, but there will be some sort of Latin There will be some kind of Latin talent. Yeah. Boys to Men, Sugar oh. Ray, Hooba Stank, Jeff's, like- favorite, Jeff's Favorites, Air Supply on October 15th. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like uh, Hanson. I would like to see him. Yeah. yeah. They probably hope they show. play Mbop. 
I, I, I would also, don't. I'm with you. I want to see Kevin Bacon. Love to see yeah. the Bacon Brothers. Yeah. Uh, big bad voodoo daddy. Yep. And uh, closing out the festival is everybody's favorite Southern rock act. 38 special. Hold on loosely. And I feel like they, they put they on a good show. Typically add a couple here and there in, you know, yeah. up leading up to the festival. So. I've yeah, seen 38 special a number of times, which will shock you living in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I've seen them also. They, it's a good show. This is always Taylor good. Taylor Jane, was she the to tell it to my heart? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that is the, uh, that's Eat to the Beat concert Food series. and wine. Of Coming up. They're going to have the, uh, Eat the end to the of Beat. July. <laughs> yes. Coming up quick. They're going to have the Eat to the Beat dining packages of course like they do every year is orienthe is that guitar slayer female is that who that is google help me out australian guitarist yes. yeah she's badass cool yeah i would that would be good so yeah some good shows and there's some other great food. food news coming to epcot yes that right about dan's this. been teasing us with the last few days He's such yeah, a tease. We're, we're going to have to make a Gold Key Adventure Society stop at this restaurant. Opening up sometime this summer. It doesn't say when, but we've got Shikisai. Shikisai. Sorry. Shikisai colon sushi. That's what my <laughs> That's what Heather had yesterday. <laughs> I thought we were going to escape that. So this is a new spot coming to the uh, Japan Pavilion at Epcot. It's going to be upstairs over the uh, is taking the place of Tokyo Dining, which was uh, over the department. And it looks really cool. It's fancy sushi, but it's also like hmm. Japanese pub food, traditional stuff. The whole idea is that they're going to oh, rotate good. monthly the. There's so many religious. Tokyo festivals. Dining was pretty mid. So yeah, I'm, it was. Right. Yeah. So, so the restaurant is going to have a rolling decorations and menu that are going to. Work with whatever the festival from Japan that they're celebrating for the and month is going to be. And as we know, Japan has some fun festivals. Oh, yeah. Do you think they'll be celebrating the Naked Men Festival or the. <laughs> I hope so. I know I will be. The penis festival. <laughs> the giant wooden phallus festival. Yeah. I have a feeling that those won't be on Maybe the menu. Not. Sir, we're going to need you to put your pants back on and leave Epcot. Yeah. But Forever. I mean, and <laughs> there's going to be seats at the sushi bar where you can Ooh, watch the chef make like the sushi that. in front of you. They've got, you know, the presentation, the presentation and plating on this stuff. It looks, looks beautiful. Delicious. I love this meat. I really want that giant boat platter full. I love a boat of sushi. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I've had a boat full of sushi, <laughs> I'd have four dollars. <laughs> yeah. I would have uh, so one dollar. But I love the it. Izakaya part of the restaurant comes in. That's the pub style restaurant. So that's oh, going to be a lot of. What is Japanese pub style food like? Did they give us some examples? Yeah. It's Izakaya mm. culture, it says, is the emphasis of sh sharing pl larger plates of food with your friends while enjoying drinks and conversation. So Japanese. Tapas. Tapas. Yeah. Tapas, the the kind word of, yes. just flew out of my brain. Yeah. So it says like a wide it. range of small dishes. They're going to have savory karagi chicken, succulent salmon misoyaki, a variety of delicious small plates that can be indulged in a social, relaxed atmosphere. Fun. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, that looks excellent. Yeah, so 
this looks like no opening day just later this summer later this summer so hopefully it'll be open at the beginning of august surely by then when we celebrate (laughs) halloween yes (laughs) can't wait while i sweat (laughs) celebrate (laughs) halloween at the beginning of august it's gonna be great and takumi tay is back open right it yes. is now a yes, prefix experience that's $250 a person, $225. It's in the $200 range. Yeah, Very speaking of prices going up. Yeah, yeah. It went up a little bit. Just it like, did. That's what we spent it's there anyway. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. A, it was never a cheap experience. No. No, it was. It's not with your family in tow, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. some Wagyu lovers in my family. Boxes of smoked beverages. And- <laughs> yes. No, nah, that was not me. I just want to say that that was <laughs> I was eating the sushi. It was amazing. Really, it's, it's a little so long. Yeah. Some of those I say just give me a lot of really amazing food, but pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but then they started doing that at some places and everybody was complaining that they're getting rushed out of the restaurant. Oh yeah. Let's find a happy Can't medium. Anybody happy. Never make anybody happy. It's true. Uh, it's Least true. of all me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, you're telling me, Jesus. <laughs> Wow. Well, we're going to head on over to the other side of Orlando. We've got some news from Universal Orlando Resort while we're here. Um, f- yeah. First up, the Minions are set to bring Mayhem to Universal Studios. Mayhem? Minion- Minions Land will be opening this summer. Recently, they shared some details on what guests will find in the new I love land. those little guys. It's will there be little... banana-scented fart guns? I'm sure I know there, there will. will. I can't imagine that there would not be. There is, you know, across the street from the existing Despicable Me Minion Mayhem attraction, they're putting in that new Villain Con Minion Blast. This which is looks where really the Shrek cool. attraction was? Yeah, it's in the building where Shrek was, and it's a stand-up, you're on, like, a conveyor belts for most of the time, and you're going through the convention floor at Villain Con, and you've got blasters to... Oh, fun. Yeah. Fart blasters. Fart blasters, yes. Yes. I hope. The Vicious Six uh, oh. villains from one of the Minions movies have a special challenge set up for you at the convention to see if you are worthy to be the newest menu, the newest member. It looks like a really cool attraction. It's a really clever use of a small space. That's why they're having walkthrough and why they're having the conveyor belts so that you don't have to worry about people bunching up. You can still keep them moving at speed, but not about loading and unloading cars also in the land they've got they've got the minions cafe which is going to be the main eatery i'm assuming that takes the place of the universal monsters cafe rest in peace we're gonna have minion themed treats including cupcakes macarons and cookies wait no that's bake my day sorry they've got oh they've got some cute food at that one at the minions cafe including like soup made by the little girl but it's probably delicious. I'm really selling that it. That little here. girl is not, she doesn't look gross. I'm really selling it, Dan. <laughs> that <laughs> little girl that looks gross but is delicious? You sick bastard. Damn it. Now I'm on a watch list. It's definitely <laughs> highly themed food, though. What we saw them do in, in Super Nintendo Land out in Hollywood. Which they did a great cafe. job on. So I'm excited to see this stuff. Yes. Yeah, it'll be great. They also have Bake My Day, which is Bake My Day. Minion themed bakery treats like cupcakes, macarons, and cookies, mm-hmm. plus souvenirs. And a, it's that's one of the stores that's the store that the mall that runs in 
despicable. Oh, right. When he's undercover. So you can go do his, his bakery there. They're also going to have a snack kiosk called Pop Anana. You can get banana flavored popcorn flavors or a mix of both and probably banana flavored popcorn, <laughs> I'm going to guess. There's also a walk up window featuring freeze ray pops, fancy popsicle stand. Wow. They've really taken it over the top with the theming. Yeah, uh, we're not even done. Either. Oh. There's going to be the Illumination Theater. That's going to be a character meet and greet. It's mostly going to be characters from Despicable Me. But also, for some reason, the characters from the movie Sing are going to be there. Okay. <laughs> so, the pig and the gorilla, yep. and I think someone else from Sing are going I never to saw those movies. Those are really cute movies. I like them a lot. They do a good job with the music. But they're not in the Minions universe. But they're still showing up at the theaters there. There's some Jurassic Park stuff happening this summer and fall, too, right? That's right. It's also, that's the other piece of news we have. It's the 30th anniversary of the release of the first Jurassic Park Ugh, movie. That's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was all of eight years old when that movie came Ugh. out. Jeez, I oh, wait a no, minute. I was nine me years too, old. Me too. Me huh, too. Yeah. Hold up. What? It's the 30th anniversary? Of the first Jurassic Park. The first movie. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Nine years old. Take it in. Well, I was 22. <laughs> Let's see. That was... I'm going to throw up now. <laughs> I, was, I had just graduated from the third grade. <laughs> Should I keep going? May no, 26th. <laughs> so so opening, opening right before we publish this episode uh, is going to be the Jurassic Park Tribute Store. Oh, cool. I'd like uh, to see that. Their tribute stores are always mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Kendra's trying to figure out how we can sneak down to or Universal for a day. That chick that loves one. a Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah, she does. So loves Jurassic Park. She's yes. got this really cool Jurassic Park logo lounge fly purse that is guaranteed to get compliments from every 12 to 14 year old boy that <laughs> crosses her path. Yes. It's hilarious. Everywhere we go, teenage boys tell her how much they like her purse. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, it's pretty but, you know, it's going to be one of the, if you've seen one of Universal's tribute stores before, they're highly themed, really cool interiors, mm -hmm. immersive retail They usually location. have a lot of movie props from the movies. That's in right. Them. Where do they put those? Is it where the Asian store is? The what? Halloween, Halloween Horror, Horror Night. Halloween Horror Night? Yeah. Come on, Dan, yeah. you're better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe it's over by, uh, over by. Across from Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that's yes. where it is. And that's the space they've been using and just cycling through the various tributes. Right. I've never actually been into one of the tributes. They're so I've seen so the pictures cool. they look amazing. Just they Halloween have, Horror Night. Yeah. They have, they've got props from the movies as well as they're going to have storyboards, blueprints, pre-production. Cool. So it'll be like a little museum experience. They and had a tribute store also. Ops. They had one in City Walk as well. For a while, we've been into that. That's one. That now was just that's a, now the escape room. Oh right, okay. They had a tribute store in there when that mm -hmm. first big Universal store went out of business, but yes. now it's the escape that's room right. experience. Uh, so they're going to have exclusive 30th anniversary merchandise in there, plus photo ops that you can recreate scenes from the movie. Those are always pretty cool. They're also outside in the parks. They're going to have some special Jurassic themed menu items at Thunder Falls over in Islands of Adventure to have a coconut cajeta 
churro. Infused churro drizzled with coconut flakes and caramel sauce. As well as raptor wings, which are char-grilled chicken wings marinated with olive oil and spices. Tossed in a sweet chili sauce and served with cilantro rind. Cilantro, lime, rice, black beans, and a plantain chip. I love it. Sounds like they've spared no expense. Jurassic Park reference. (laughs) That's true. You needed to do it with the accent. They've spared no expense. There you go. There's also going to be an exclusive 30th anniversary Jurassic Park flavor of Fanta. What What flavor is it going to be? It doesn't say what it tastes like. It's just called the Wild Refresher. Starting June first, making dinosaur flavor, or yeah, probably Barney blood, blood flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're going to be showing Jurassic Park at the Cinemark and City Walk on June oh, 9th, fun. 10th, and 11th. You're also going to be able to find exclusive anniversary merchandise at stores around the parks. And Jurassic Cafe is going to have some Jurassic World, Jurassic Park themed food. Oh, that's for <laughs> Hollywood. Perfect. Yes, they're going to be doing the same thing in Hollywood, but they meat. actually get more and cooler sounding food. Including Jurassic right. World themed boxed water. Uh, okay, I'm and, not excited about that, but all right. It's like a juice box, but water. Water. Yeah, but it's like a, it's, of- it's like a quart of milk sized cardboard carton of water because it's better for Mother Earth. Get with it. <laughs> right. I'll take your word for it, Dan. It's a hip thing to drink from now. We're going to move out of the theme park world. And we've got a few stories from around the rest of the world of travel, starting off with a couple of things from the TSA. They're going to help getting through those lines easier this busy summer. I'll believe that when I see it. (laughs) First up, they have expanded the ages of children who are allowed to accompany their parents with pre-check without having to pay for their 24. (laughs) It is not. It is. It previously was up to 12. 12 now is going to be up to 17 years old. Can oh, that actually their parents, is great. Yeah, into the pre-check line. I have already paid for pre-check for my children, so it's not helping me, but that is great. I did think it was annoying when you had to, when your kid hit 13, they had to have their own. Yeah. Not yeah, sure how many 13 and 14-year-olds were on a watch list, but <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, they're also rolling out a couple of new, other new technology things for specifically for that first checkpoint that you go through. And I've seen, I've got to experience one of them. We've got two different units. So at our airport in Grand Rapids, and it's not at a lot of other places yet, you don't have to have your boarding pass anymore. You can just mm-hmm. hand them your ID, yep. to scan your ID, and that cross checks. They're going to be rolling that out to many more airports. MCO also, Orlando has that as well. Yeah. Uh, Miami does not learn that after. It's, I wish that they would all just get it so everybody had the same rules for everything. Yeah. They are starting to accept the IDs on iPhone now in only Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, and Maryland. Who has their um, ID on an iPhone? Like you can just take a picture of your... Those yeah. states, you buffoon. Yeah, in ju- in Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, and Maryland, you can now <laughs> scan your driver's license, and it gets added to your Apple Wallet. That's and cool. Very limited places will. Didn't everyone it. know that? No, I did not know that. Well, we they announced it like two here. years ago. Come on, try to like pay. No news about it because you knew this. I didn't. Uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> they're also rolling out some scanners that instead of handing over your ID, they will do the. 
biometric eyeball scan. Kind like of clear. I love clear. I don't like minority report. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they're getting those. those, are, those and they'll, nice. they'll know if you were going to later blow up the plane. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're rolling out facial recognition. They're rolling that. out um, the upgraded baggage scanners at all the airports yes. across the country too. That's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. We have them the now. Croissant. At, yeah, we have them now at all of the checkpoints in Grand Rapids. Previously, they only had one machine, and now it's all right. of the machines. We'll say Just they are nice. slower, but you don't have to remove your liquids and electronics and all of that, which is I haven't had to do because of pre-check, but. All the Meanwhile, I and... still have to take my belt off. Yes. Can't you leave that on with pre-check? You can, unless the metal detector you're going through at pre-check mm. is so sensitive that it sets off because of your belt. It depends on the airport well, you're in. We'll have to get you. And apparently, I'm wearing that belts. bullet-clad belt everywhere <laughs> yeah. I go. It doesn't do it at my airport. It does it at MCO, MCO. which is where I'm always going. MCO is, and is always more sensitive. The one They've in Cancun, the... my underwire bra sets it off every time. MCO pings on surgical steel rod that's in my leg. And your pee would be uncomfortable. From your yeah, they, epic I... motorcycle crash? No, that was from my epic backyard accident oh, where right. I dropped a thousand pounds of steel on my leg. Yeah, that's that bad too. I never crashed my motorcycle. That. Yeah, Heather dropped make, a steel weight on my leg. I was trying to make your recently. accident sound cool, Dan. You should have just rolled <laughs> with you. it. Yeah, I should have. I'm a jackass. <laughs> you are, That's but not I'm for that. Show. Yeah, I don't have. The, I don't have the. I couldn't find the article again that talked about those new scanner machines, but they are nearly done. Yeah, they're, so they're supposed to install them in all U.S. airports, and basically, you just put your entire bag into a bin, mm-hmm. and you don't have to take anything out, and they roll it through. The scanner and it can. Big... You still How have come to it have has to be in a bin? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. This thing is such high tech; it can slice and dice yeah. and see every layer of your bag, but it has but, to be in a Tupperware yeah. bin. But now, you're not supposed to put your bag in the bin unless you're at an airport that wants you to put your bag in a bin, because some do and some don't. Yeah, our, no, in, with this thing, everything goes. Yeah. In. in these new machines, maybe, maybe the yeah. bin is a material that lets the machine know to stop. Scanning at that level or something. Our airport now, every single bag has to go into a bin, and they're slower. So you're waiting for your bag on the other side for a while. I mean, not like, you know, 20 minutes, but it's much slower than it was. But it speeds things up in the non-pre-check aisle because people aren't having to take out all their liquids and all of their electronics and stuff. Getting confused about when they do and don't take it I don't know whether they're going to go back to letting you have higher quantities of liquids, but the great thing about these machines is that they're designed to be able to detect anything that's not supposed to be in the liquid. So in theory, you wouldn't need to be restricted to the under four ounces, but we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of chatter about that recently. Wasn't like England talking about or did remove the limits on liquids or something? I it hope so. It wasn't England, but it, yes, it was somewhere in Europe that did. I miss bringing my jug of Gatorade <laughs> and Infamil or Miralax onto the plane. <laughs> Gross. I recently witnessed a, a couple, an older couple, having to throw out so, so many jars of Tostitos queso that they had in their bag. <laughs> 
Why did you need that? I do not know. But it was the, they weren't the jars. You never know when you're going to get a snack attack on the They were the cans. Like, I don't know if they were going to be snacking on queso on the plane. It was hysterical. But the guy, the gentleman was very upset because he could keep his chips, but they were taking his queso. I mean, that's fair. That's like the recent announcement that peanut butter counts as a liquid. Oh, yeah. Come on. Silly. But he was mad because he thought that that he didn't think food counted in the liquids. And the guy was like, you can't bring a bottle of water. Why did you think you could bring a bottle of liquid? Because queso isn't liquid. <laughs> dumbass. No, yeah, but see, that's the thing. Queso, queso's. Uh, it's a gel, I guess. It's an emulsion. Something. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not a liquid. It's more of a gross. C4 consistency, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Let's go say pudding. It also like just stinks. Pudding. Yes. I, someone got I saved. I don't want you eating queso yes, next to me on the airplane. I was going to say. Someone got saved from sitting next to this couple while they were. <laughs> and they ate the, the queso. Chowing down on chips and queso. Uh, it was funny because they seem to be traveling with their adult daughter and she was pissed at them. Like, I told you you couldn't bring that. <laughs> The limit is five cans of queso, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Queso. Never. There's no such thing as too much queso. Uh, people get so angry in the airports. I know, especially uh. take away their queso. This very scientific study by Forbes, known for their science, out, <laughs> yes, tried to rank U.S. airports based on the different emotions that they make travelers feel. And this one airport has been ranked the angriest airport in the United States. Can you guess where it is? This is a weird one for um, me. I, I skipped ahead and saw it. Los Angeles? Yeah. You're close. It's not Los Angeles. It is right next door to the happiest place on earth. It's John Wayne Airport. in. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Because there's yeah. a lot of very Everyone's wealthy, spoiled. entitled folks at that airport, and they're going to be yeah. pissed off. It's weird, though. I've been in and out of there a lot, and it's so easy and small, mm-hmm. and I don't ever see anybody too angry. And- yeah, I don't know. So what they did is they they analyzed tweets <laughs> from travelers tagging different airports and this tried to look at how it made them feel. They ranked the airports based on sadness, joy, love, <laughs> anger, fear, and surprise. And they determined that... Uh, from tweets that they tweeted out about it? Yes. Huh. And so John Wayne Airport, SNA, the, the tweets were, it was unfavorably ranked because of complaints about noise, staff being rude, complaints about the TSA checkpoint, and delays of flights. Mm. I feel like this is all the housewives of Orange County getting pissed off. <laughs> that is weird because the TSA there is like, it's the smallest airport. Yeah, it's, it's so like tiny. five minutes. It's like, it's it not- reminds me of. Of the Grand Rapids airport. It's very small. Right. I think it's even smaller than your airport. I love Maybe that airport because our, our expansion. Yeah. Second place is Jacksonville International in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. No. And the tracks. third angriest airport is Epley Airfield in Omaha, Nebraska. Huh. I'm shocked it wasn't MCO. It's people just yeah. pissed off that they're in Nebraska. Exactly. <laughs> it's not Omaha, What's Nebraska. the scariest airport, did it say? I didn't say I didn't say I could find if the they original them article. On joy and fear and yeah. I'd love to. Know. <laughs> yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, travelers who flew through Indianapolis, Seattle, Tacoma, and Kansas uh, City were less likely all those to have hippies and SeaTac. I get it. Oh, I've never right. been in that one. It's a pretty uh, airport. Indianapolis, 
has also been named the best airport in America by the Airports Council International. Indianapolis. Huh. Yeah. Apparently, hmm. it has a lot of good shopping. You know what I like is that Minneapolis airport. Yeah, they have some interesting food options yes. there. Yeah. You know, Atlanta seems to always get a lot of hate. I constantly see people say how much they hate Atlanta. I don't get it. I I don't mind it at all. Easy to navigate. Yeah. It's busy. My only beef with Atlanta is that the gates are very small because it's been, it was built when planes were small and they aren't anymore. So you have 85 seats at the gate when it's a 150 seat airplane. Yeah. That is, but there's a lot of, Food options there, and yeah, and it's I will very say it's easy the only to get airport, from gate to gate. I have no problems with it. It's the only time I've ever been in an airport that went into lockdown over a potential active shooter. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> That's no fault that. of the airport That's itself, so though. Right? Yeah. No, but no, I'd rather go through. I mean, honestly, Miami International. That's an armpit. Yeah, it that's really an armpit, is. and also. For such a big city, that is such a small... It's fairly old and dated. Yeah. It needs an update, bad. Just like MCO, the PSA situation is like an afterthought. It spills all out into the what used to be the lobby. Yeah. So, weird. So there's definitely worse places to fly through, but apparently you're not going to be happy at John Wayne International. Oh. Ah, weird. Most people. I've always had a good experience there, but... Yes, I'm just used to being in airports and, yeah, you know, ex- none of them bother me. Adjust Detroit is long. When my foot hurts, that's a long airport. It is one mile long. Yeah, not my favorite. But like you said, adjust your expectations. I think people have this weird idea of what a airport experience is. Yeah, I mean, it's like. not. It's, they all suck. Yeah, it's not right. fun. Getting no. from place to place is not fun. Yeah. A, a, a real fun way to get from place to place, especially this is going to be really interesting to Heather that is hopefully going to be opening up soon in California. There's going to be, they're working on setting up an overnight luxury hotel train line that would run between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Oh yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. So this is going to, and actually we talked, we talked a while ago. I don't know if you remember about a couple of train lines that were experimenting with overnight commuter routes for business people going between Nashville and D.C. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a couple of other destinations. So this is that idea, but it's going to be more of a luxury experience. Way between transportation and hotel. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So you leave the station at 10 p.m. and arrive in San Francisco at 8.30 a.m. So you'll be able to use an app to order food and services. Train is going to have five to six sleeper cars. Uh, There won't be a standalone dining car, but there will be a lounge where you can order food and drinks. It's called the Dream Star. Picture to be found on the website. No. Yeah, it's not quite ready for prime time yet, I guess. But fares would cost about $300 for a one-person roomette. $600 $600 for a two-person bedroom and $1,000 for a premium room. It will follow Amtrak's Coast Starlight route. Here's what we do. You go to Disneyland and then up to the Disney Family Museum. Yes. Yes. In the San Francisco. This is and hit up some tiki bars at both. I, I am like on the, it. I, I love it when a plan comes opening? together. No word yet. No still, word yet. still working right. on getting... <laughs> 
They're still working on getting permissions to use the lines. Ah, got it. Um, and but once they do secure permissions, they'll also be stopping at other stations or along the route, including Santa Barbara, San Jose, and San Luis Obispo. Oh. Mm, I'd like to see that uh, Santa Barbara too along the route there. That's pretty. What? How far is that normally? Like eight hour driving time? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The it's California. Amtrak's Coast Starlight Line takes about 35 hours to get from Seattle to Los Angeles. Yeah, hmm. trains are long. Yeah. It's 383 miles, approximately six hours hmm. to drive from LA to San Francisco. That's not bad. The I-5. I would love I to, the- to try the luxury train, though. That is on my list. Yeah, that's cool. That would be a fun trip. I like not driving. Yes, me too. <laughs> And having food and booze served to me while not driving. That's definitely a plus, yeah. And then you've got food and booze on either end where you leave. And And a little sleep in the middle. Heading towards food and booze plus the Walt Disney Museum and Skywalker Ranch. Shut your mouth. Sounds good to me. Do we have any other news we need to cover? Sold. I don't think so. I think we got into some heavy stuff this time. Yeah. It's been a pretty eventful month, and we didn't even get into some of the real heavy stuff. It really has been an eventful month, and some of it has been great. Yes. Still crying about the Star And Cruiser, Ron DeSantis exists. Oh, let's we not. Almost, she just we brought it all the way it. down. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. That's what we keep you around for. <laughs> so that you end on a- and uh, just a few days' time, 2024 will open for booking. Get your Walt Disney World trip with a dining plan all with secure. With a dining plan. Yay. Hooray. That's right. So make sure you talk to your Keep the World travel yes. advisor about that next week. Right. Uh, Booking now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Not next week. This week. When this drops, it'll be time. That's right. It's today. Now. Today. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to plan your next adventure, Key to the World Travel has the VillainCon convention floor full of expert travel planners and they're ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. We'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. Remember, in a sea of a million boring, pointless Disney podcasts, we certainly are one. (laughs) That is right. (laughs) To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. 
Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.